This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and ThisPipeLife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Man. Hey. Bo, good evening, man. Man, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I um, I, I'm just now coming off uh, what we uh, commonly refer to in the South as as the crud. Right, right. And uh, and and it looks like you, uh, by by the looks and sounds of things, are are just now. Uh, going into the crowd. Yeah, thanks for passing that along to Is me. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, I don't know that I got it from you, though. I think what ended up happening, my my uh, my eldest was sick at the tail end of last week. Everything was fine uh, up until last night when it when it descended upon me. It hit. It hit, it hit hard, man. <laughs> and so uh, anyway, I've been, uh, what, I, what I do is I cocoon, right? Like you, whatever. You, you, you cocooned? That's right. That's right. Because I'm, I'm big on like, you know, the show must go on, right? So it's it's like, all right, the, what do I have today that's absolutely essential? Essential. So we have like a team meeting at work and then we also have got the show tonight. Right. So in between right. those times, I literally like got a blanket and just cocooned myself in <laughs> and rested up to store up my energy so that I would be ready. <laughs> well, I, I like for uh, for those uh, watching live, obviously uh, they can see, but uh, for those that are listening just on the podcast, um, I'd like to describe uh, Bo's uh, outfit, his get up, which is a you doing this? Uh, his hoodie that he's wearing. <laughs> he's wearing a, a blue and green uh, hoodie. Uh, is it look for a hoodie? It's it's very fashionable. I, I like I like it. Yeah, my you, nice green kind of potastery green. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have the Sith Lord thing going on, and I was um, going for Jedi. Thank or, you, or Jedi. No, or, that's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it de- <laughs> depending on how, how you're feeling at the time, I guess. But, no, no, no. Uh, it's it's. I was going for Jedi, but that's cool. That's cool. No, it is covering up the fact that yes, I have been on the couch all day, and so uh, I know that our live studio audience, <laughs> uh, I mean, our live uh, tuning in audience, uh, loves to uh, poke fun at my hair from time to time. Uh, that yeah that. That's that's what I was so uh, thrilled about. You, you had mentioned earlier. It's like, well, you know, it's either it's either showing the hoodie or, or or showing my hair, which you know you get you get uh, lots of grief for anyway. Wait, how so. did the pendulum swing on this? It used to be you. Like like now that no, I, guess, I still get grief for my no, hair. whatever I get grief man. For my hair. Uh, I get grief for my laugh. I get grief for my <laughs> ridiculous uh, idioms and all kinds of stuff. No man, I think I think they've embraced. I think you embraced the tobacco Jesus, and so therefore everybody else just went along with it. You wear it as a badge of honor. I, I normally wear my bad hair hair as a badge of badge of honor. Honor, but not today. Not today. Not, not today. Not today. Well, you pull off the hoodie well. It's, well, thank you very good. much. Yeah. Well, hey, man, before we jump into uh, the show, we got some things we want to talk about. Now, I want to actually kick off the show uh, talking about something very uh, specific, and uh, and that is that is to give you props uh, and, and a lot of praise, because uh, this last past week uh, here in these United States of America, we, we had an election, and you, I think, extremely wisely and, and graciously offered up the country squire uh, that evening as a election politics free zone. Oh, it was so fine. Too. It was like a, it was like a, like a sweet salve on a wound. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no, there was a, there was a moratorium, no, no political talk. Nothing was, you know, the election was not streaming that sort of thing. And I want to assure those that are listening that have been tuning in for, for some time, or if you're new, something about us, uh, you may not know this about us. This is not a political show. We don't talk politics here. Uh, in many respects, this is the Switzerland of podcasts. Uh, so, so, you know, no matter what happens uh, in the, in the coming weeks, months, years, whatever it may be, 
Uh, know that you can come here with your various views and you are most welcome here. Uh, and, uh, and we won't talk about them. <laughs> That's kind isn't of that, that refreshing. Down. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, you know, I, I've gotten to the point with all this where I have to, uh, you know, just kind of ignore a lot of the, the news and stuff just because it's bad for my spirit. It's kind of like how I've decided, uh, playing golf is for me, you know, like all the, all the worst things about me come out on the golf course. So, so, you know, I just don't play golf very you, often. You play golf? I, not very often. Okay. Okay. I got right. you. Gotcha. There's a reason for that. And so, and you know, we, we, there's a reason we don't talk about politics on, on country square radio or golf. Honestly, or, why, why no, or, would you? or golf? Why yeah. would you? Yeah. I can, could you imagine a golf podcast? I'm sure there's several out there. I, I'm sure there are a bunch. And yeah. uh, he uh, knocked the ball and it went into the hole. And that's golf. Went on the the green. The green. Slid, slid across the green very, very well. It's not easy being green. <laughs> All right. Uh, man, what uh, what So we many got? offended golf people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, I know. There's probably tons and tons of listeners who are huge into golf. I apologize. Yep. Uh, sort of, because golf is boring. Uh, but here's the deal. We are sitting right now in the middle of November. We are right here upon holiday season. Uh, we, You know, and I was actually thinking about this earlier. As we get ready for the holiday season, historically, we've had kind of almost like a series of holidays holiday episodes like yeah. uh, tracking and packing and you know uh christmas blends and, and that sort of thing so that's right we got those those wonderful things to look forward to uh in terms of the show but uh but man what what about the uh what about the squire any events coming up yeah uh well excitingly enough is that a thing uh sure it's yeah. excitingly uh yeah we have a um uh, the day after thanksgiving that's black friday uh we'll be having a uh cigar event that day uh, here at the shop. So, so not pipe related, cigar related, but, uh, really excited about that. We'll be opening uh normal time from 10 until eight that night, but, uh, we'll have a lot of good deals on, on, uh, cigars and also lighters. Uh, so lots of lighters and, uh, accessories and things like that. So, uh, really excited to be doing that with our friends, um, uh, that uh with uh dominican big league cigars and hammer and sickle cigars oh, wow. so okay. um yeah yeah real exciting hammer but, and sickle I've, i feel like that's a name i keep hearing yeah yeah it's it's a boutique brand they actually also have a uh vodka uh you know obviously oh, is that know, right? hammer and sickle you know you kind of think of soviet russia and so they kind of soviet russia gone, the the sickle hammers you Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it, it all <laughs> right. it all comes together. Right. Um right. Okay. But uh but yeah, exciting and uh so anyway, uh, really excited, you know, going into the holiday season. We'll be uh unveiling some new stuff on our website in the near future and uh and also in the next week hope to debut our Christmas blend, uh which we're really oh dude really fired up about. Oh so, dude. Uh Country Squire Christmas blend. This yeah. is uh you, you you had this in the kitchen for a while? We we've had it in the kitchen for a while. We've been uh been slaving over it and we're really excited about how this has come out and so uh we we've we've just finalized our tweaking and uh are ready to ready to bring this joker out and so uh just look for that in the next few days we're really fired up for that but um and and also you know it's uh wonderful uh, obviously uh caleb was kind enough last week to yeah. uh, to sit in for me while i what i while i was out sick and um you know as caleb talked about uh lowland pine uh we we actually have that available on the website now for purchase and so right. folks can go to the country squire and and purchase uh as much lowland pine as they want and then uh in the in the next few days we'll have our our christmas blend uh as well so that's that man that's awesome you know pretty exciting should have mentioned this too big ups to caleb for uh he did for, a great job man did a wonderful job caleb the intern i'm telling you man he is uh he is earning his keep and uh, and doing a great job. The with old it. tobacconist in training. Yeah, man. I, on the uh, on the YouTube, we uh, you know we did the live show. Of course, we got the YouTube comments coming in. Everybody loves Caleb. I think I I think, and this is sad. They may like Caleb the intern better than they like us. I I'm okay with that. All right, okay, no, All right. it, it's good. You, you want to surround yourself with with talent that 
you know, makes you shine. You no, know no I mean? that, that's yeah. true. But I feel like we make him shine. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, big no, ups it's to really Caleb. great. It was actually pretty awesome. We had a few people call the shop this week. Oh, really? Uh, and and they were just real complimentary of Caleb uh, throughout the the um the week just on his uh you know his efforts for last episode and uh caleb works really hard i'm really glad to have him here in the shop he's real energetic and um and we're just really really thankful to have him man um he's a good guy he's a good guy and you know what good guys need man good coffee good coffee that's right like good coffee from bean fruit that's right good coffee from bean fruit coffee that's right man beanfruit.com is the place to go if you uh use the code csr you get five percent off when you check out there and uh you know i mentioned it actually last week you weren't here so i want to tell you about this they've got a sample pack it's 1850 Uh, of course you get five percent off when you use the code csr but it's got four different bean fruit blends we strongly recommend that you uh that you check it out if you're if you're a a coffee aficionado or if you just want to start like sampling and kind of playing around with the various blends and, and roasts and that sort of thing. It's, That's right. Uh, it's a good entry. So again, that is the uh, sample pack. It's 1854 different blends. Use the code CSR for 5% off at beanfruit.com. All right, man. Tonight we are doing a Squire Select episode. However, yeah, this is this is going to be a little a little different. A little different. Historically and typically, whenever we do Squire Select uh, episodes, we 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 mix we we pair the pipe tobacco with the brown water with That's the, right. uh, some whiskey with some bourbon. And we have, we have done beer uh, once or twice, maybe. And have we? Did done, we do beer? I think we've done beer. Maybe maybe we've uh, we we've did done, tea once. We've done wine. We, we've done wine as we well. We did do wine. I, I'm pretty sure we did wine. Man, we've been doing this a long yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know that's. That's the thing. Yeah, well, I, I remember one night we had, uh, I think, a maybe a, a Bordeaux or a Spanish wine. Yeah, we, we, we've, we've talked about some other things, but That's typically, right. by and large, this is a uh, a time where we, we dedicate to uh, brown water, our, our, our favorite whiskeys and um, and, and bourbons and, and scotches, uh, and, and then pair them with tobacco. And that's what we typically do. Not tonight. Tonight, we are mixing it up a little bit because uh, you, Mr. John David Cole, you, you are a fan of a certain beverage known as gin. That's right. You, I mean, like you are a <laughs> gin fan. I am. Uh, you, yeah, your favorite I'm, I'm band is the Gin Blossoms. Uh, you that like is ginger false. ale? That uh, that, is, that is true. I'll, I'll admit to that. <laughs> no, man. But uh, you know, you've said several times on this uh, this podcast that you're a you're you're a bit of a gin aficionado. Uh, in fact, actually, is it safe to say that uh, you prefer the gin over, say, bourbon? Well, the thing is, it depends on the time of year, right? Ah, and, yes. and 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 I guess that's kind of where I get I get tripped up during certainly during the summertime. Uh, gin is my drink of choice, and then as we move kind of on into the fall, um, you know, I, I turn more and more towards a darker beer, uh, whiskey, even uh, red wine, bold, bold wines and things like that. So, um, and, and I'm by no means some kind of aficionado on this stuff. Like, oh, I, you know, I, no, I'm really not. I, I promise I'll probably, <laughs> uh, you know, trip all over myself tonight talking about this stuff. But, um, but I do, I do love gin. It's a, it's a good drink that's super flavorful. All the varieties are extremely different and you just get lots and lots of variation within a, a very small uh, margin there. And so it's, uh, it's, it's really neat. They're, they're in England now as a uh, craft gin uh, kind of renaissance coming up, just mm. like in America, how we've got this wow. small batch bourbon stuff. So uh, it's really, um, really, really a lot of fun. And I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy a good glass of gin. Did gin, I mean, did that originate in England? Uh, yeah, I believe it did. Because uh, you had vodka in Russia. Yeah. You got the, the bourbon in America. 
And so gin in England. Uh, gin's a British thing. Interesting. Yeah. Now, we okay. say England, but of course, uh, one UK. of the gins tonight, yeah, we're, we're generally talking about the UK. Uh, that One of the gins tonight is is a Scottish gin that we'll, that we'll talk about shortly. But, All right. Uh, but yeah, uh, gin, uh, obviously, uh, you, you think of gin, a clear liquor, obviously, it's very... Um, uh, very crisp. It's infused typically with things like juniper, mm. coriander, mm-hmm. uh, a variety of seeds, and uh, and and different uh, you know uh, fruit berries and things like that. But um, you, you you regularly think of juniper. That's kind of the thing. It's this kind of a uh, a crisp. Uh, piney flavor, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, the juniper plants. It's it's actually it's it's kind of pretty, isn't it? Almost like these little. They're not berries per se, but I guess they are kind of. I berries. think they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah juniper yeah. berries. Yeah. But they're um they're they're kind of tinyish. Aren't they kind of blue purple? Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I, I thought I was remembering that you nailed correctly. It. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what you got for us, man? Yeah. Okay. So a couple a couple that I'm really excited about. We're going to start out tonight with uh one of the most popular gins, at least in our part of the country, and that is Hendrix. Hendrix, of oh, course, yeah. comes in this beautiful uh kind of apothecary style bottle. It's uh it's it's actually a relatively new gin. This was. Um, uh, produced in 1999, believe it or not. Now, it's, it says established in 1886, but this recipe was uh, was developed in 1999, and uh, and has become oh, wow. extremely popular in the United States since then. Um, and, and and it's just a beautiful product. You know, you look at this thing; it, it looks like something that came out of a old time, uh, you know, uh, like I said, apothecary or some kind of. Uh, you know, general store or something, but it's got a um, just a real nice presentation. Uh, Hendrix is interesting because you're gonna you're gonna pay for it, and um, and and yet it's very it's very distinctive. And there's a lot of people you know that that like gin, but that won't turn to this because of just how distinctive it is. It's got oh, uh, lots and lots of interesting flavors that aren't found in other gins. And so um, this is a this is a very small batch gin. Now, when we talk about small batch stuff. You know, typically you, you hear of small batch bourbons and stuff, and that's where, you know, they're only, you know, distilling a, a certain amount. And that's so, you know, the master distiller can kind of get an idea of what's going on with that small of a batch. Yeah. And then they, you know, move on to the next small batch and make sure it's it's up to snuff and all these kinds of things. So, uh, you know, typically small batch uh, distill, distilled products are about a thousand liters uh, per batch. Hendrix each batch that they do is only 500 liters. And so they are they are going to the micro level on making sure like quality control that this stuff is where they want it to be. Wow. Yeah. And, and and the variety of um of ingredients that they put in here is just just really something. Uh, I'll read the label. It says this handcrafted gin is distilled from a proprietary recipe which includes traditional botanicals such as juniper, coriander, and citrus peel. The unexpected infusion of cucumber and rose petals result in a iconoclastic, and uh, it says iconoclastic, iconoclastic, and it says uh, it is not for everyone in very large letters. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think that's really true. You know, gin, uh, th- this particular gin, it, it, it's not for everyone. It has a, uh, certainly a very uh, a very floral flavor, which is uh, distinct, and uh, and the cucumber is nice. I you know, the more I drink of it, the more I get. Of the the rose, which I think comes through, but the the cucumber is one thing that most people, when they first try Hendrix, they're like, man, that really does kind of taste like cucumber, and, yeah, yeah. and so it just uh, it provides kind of an interesting flavor. You know, it's interesting. So I got this. Uh, it was uh, this weekend was my wife's birthday. And uh, and she is oh happy bor- birthday, Mrs. Bo. There you go. Uh, she's actually a big fan of 
uh, gin martinis and specifically yeah. kind of a, yeah. a lemon drop gin martini. And so I, I got this. Typically we, we go, we are kind of our go-to is beef eater. Yeah. Uh, yep. but, but we, uh, are not beef eater, but, um, uh, oh gosh, it starts with an A and I'm blanking on it. Um, it's really cheap. I can't remember what, <laughs> what the name of it is. But anyway, uh, this but this was the first time that I made like a lemon drop martini. Yeah, you know vermouth and everything with with Hendrix. Okay, and uh, and I noticed like man, this is a very different flavor. Uh, I, I would imagine, and I you know maybe correct me if I'm wrong here, but with with so many complex textures going into the Hendrix, is it more to be enjoyed kind of on the rocks or with tonic or something of that nature? You know, I. I I particularly like gin mixed with tonic. Okay, now now some people will drink a, a quality gin like like Hendrix just by itself. You've got some folks that'll drink it straight, and some people just like it on ice. Um, I, I almost always will drink uh, gin with tonic and and a drop of of lime juice, um, which I just think really really kind of rounds it out. So, uh, but yeah, you've got a lot of folks that are going to drink you know gin like this. Um, in, in anything, you yeah. know, you can, you can use it in a, in a, um, in a martini or a cocktail, but you know, this is not a gin that you're going to mix with, uh, you know, Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so yeah, I've got, uh, the, the pairing I've got tonight for this, which I think is, is, is great and really interesting. Oh, snap. Is Seersucker. Okay. And All Seersucker, right. of course, is a Country Squire original. And, uh, and, and we worked really hard when we came out with Seersucker. This, of course, is a, uh, a raspberry infused blend. Now we're talking something. Um, it, it, it's raspberry, but it's definitely something that is. Um, it's a subtle sweetness. It mm. is sweet. It's certainly sweet, but it's a subtle sweetness. And the raspberry doesn't come out as much as just kind of a nice uh, tart flavor comes out. Man, and I think that okay, okay. The, the tart flavor. If you're if you've had Hendrix Gin and, you, and you're familiar with the rose essence that you kind of get from that, um, I, I think the tart flavor from the seersucker just pairs with that really well. So so you've got this kind of uh kind of silky smoothness uh and and the tartness from the uh from the raspberry uh just the the oily cavendish that we put in there and these these burleys that we use that are infused with um you know just uh, fruit uh you know I I think it pairs to uh you know just make a real nice combination with the Hendrix. So seersucker definitely considered kind of an aromatic blend. That's right. That's right. And uh this you this is this is one of your your babies right here, right? That's right. That's right. I made seersucker myself and uh and it's been it's become a hit. You know, it's one of those that um you know, we definitely sell more of it during hot weather. Again with with gin, you know, it particularly in the south you're typically drinking it more during That's right. uh during summertime, but um, and, and I think seersucker goes well with that. So, Gosh, um, that's, a, that's yeah. a good pairing, man. I, th- I think it's a solid pairing. There, yeah. there is kind of almost like a, you know, a nice summer, maybe late spring wedding type of mindset. Of that's everybody right. And their seersucker right. suits enjoying some seersucker tobacco while, uh, while having a nice, uh, sipping gin, gin and tonic, tonic in your seersucker suit. Little Hendrix right there. <laughs> that, that, that's a, that's a cool imagery. I got to tell you, I am yep. not a fan of, uh, seersucker, the Clothing. I am, yeah. however, a fan yeah. of Seersucker, the pipe tobacco. The, 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 the tobacco. Yeah, yeah, I remember when you were telling me about the name. I was like, oh, you named it after that? Really? Oh. <laughs> Isn't that what, like, Matlock wore? But I, I get it. I definitely get it. But whenever I see somebody who's wearing a Seersucker suit who's not in a wedding party, right. I, I always try to give them a hard time. Right. I, the, the hardest thing I have about Seersucker, and maybe I'm just, you know, I, I'm not a traditionalist in a lot of things, but, but one thing I have a really hard time with is when people wear Seersucker and it's not between Easter and Labor Day. Like, there's a really hard and fast rule there. Like, Easter and Labor Day, that's where you wear white and seersucker. Like, 
Like, and, that, and that's no, that, just a, that is where that, you wear white. That's just a thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you that that's a that's a rule. Right. I mean, maybe that's a southern thing, but like, now, you know, I, see, that's the thing. It's too southern. It's like, if, no, especially I if I see somebody from the South rocking some seersucker, I'm like, really? All right, all right, we're gonna bust out our straw hats and kick off our shirt, like our shoes at this point. You know, let's just let's just make make the thing real. No, no you got to wear those those white uh, white leather shoes to go with the seersucker. I'm just kidding. By uh, the way, uh, John Griffin in, on, on Twitter, of course, we're. Uh, broadcasting live he mentions that uh, his right. truck always smells like uh legit straight seersucker all the time it's his favorite blend so. <laughs> john also said earlier i have to mention this he said uh no picture of where i am tonight watching the show because tonight i'm watching while soaking in the bath after a long day <laughs> well hey now you know john no matter where you are we now know it's in the bath that's it baby that everybody has that imagery but here's the that's thing it. that's it uh next time you're enjoying your seersucker <laughs> hendrix jen give it a try see what you think that, that, that's right all right, so uh, we got Hendrix Searsuck. Great yeah, pairing. That's right. Next that's right. As you put it back behind me. All right, so the next one I'm really excited about. Um, this is a personal favorite of mine, and it is a gin that is not it, – it's readily available in the United States. You know, you, you may have to hunt for it a little bit. You know, one liquor store may not carry it, but the next two might. Um, but, but this is my favorite, favorite gin. It's going to have a ridiculous name, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> If your favorite anything, I already know the name is going to be absolutely ridiculous. It it, it what, is so good. What is it? Boodles. <laughs> I love Boodles, Boodles. gin. Right. But Boodles, I cannot tell you, Bo, how many bottles of Boodles <laughs> I have consumed in the last 12 months. It, it, to, to be honest, it was shameful. I, I got to the point this summer where I started keeping a tally of how many empty bottles we had of Boodles at the at the house and at the shop. And, and eventually I felt so so shameful that I just quit counting <laughs> and, and, and deleted my little note on my phone that, that was keeping up with the with the with the count. Oh it, my gosh. It is fine. That Boodles is fine. Now I'm gonna tell you, this is a twenty dollar gin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where, whereas, you know, a bottle of Hendrix in, in Mississippi, you know, might cost you uh thirty five uh, you know dollars, thirty seven dollars, something like that. Uh Boodles, this is a uh this is a, a London gin and it is um it is it is twenty bucks a bottle. So it's tr- and it is Fine, and that's considered kind of on the the lower price scale. Yeah, or? it's just kind of a kind of an average run of the mill. It'd be like a good house gin. Okay, you know? All right. so um, it'd be uh, you know comparable to Tanqueray or uh, you know Tanqueray or a, a Beef Eater, or, you know, one of those. Okay, so, so by comparison, um, I mean, yeah. you know, you, you painted up uh, Hendrix as kind of having all of these rich various flavors, that's kind right. of complexity, and it's a you know drink at your own risk. It may not be for you. Boodles, on the other hand, the everyman's gin. It, it, it I, I really think it is. Yeah, and and, and Boodles, it. It just has everything that you want in a gin. There is so much crispness there, uh, crispness not and crispness, perhaps. Um, but the pine and juniper flavors just really shine in Boodles. There's a bite to it that is extremely pleasant. And when it's served really, really cold with the right tonic water, um, I just think there is something magical that happens with a, with a, a couple... Uh, fingers of, of Boodles, and so um, Boodle. I, I have to have to mention uh, this gin is named after uh, a man that was named uh, Edward Boodle, and Edward Boodle. He was your cousin, wasn't he? <laughs> Edward. <laughs> that was my cousin. <laughs> Sorry, Edward Sorry. Boodle. Uh, he he actually uh, had a uh, gentleman's club, Boodle's Gentleman's Club. Of it was course actually, he did. Actually uh, founded in London in 1762. Oh my gosh! And uh, and and this gin actually debuted in 1845, but was named after 
uh, Edward Boodle's uh, tavern there, there in in London. Ta- you so, know, you said gentlemen's club. Uh, That's no, no, it was ge- it was gentlemen's club. That's <laughs> uh, that that was the actual name of it. So, oh my gosh. Uh, so Boodle's is known to be uh, it, it. It is a little floral, but the the main thing you're going to get with Boodle's that's by far most prevalent is the. Uh, the the juniper flavor that mm, lingers mm. on your palate, and then it's just got a real crisp, uh, clean finish with just the right amount of spice. And that that spice, I think, just you know, from wherever they get that, uh, be it you know, uh, coriander or you know some other uh, root that they use, it's just very uh, distinctive. But uh, Boodles again, uh, just a real. Real clean, crisp gin, and uh, and and for the price, I, I just think it's really hard to beat. To be honest, I I have trouble buying Hendrix over Boodles, even when price isn't a isn't a difference. And 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 for me, I, I love Hendrix. Hendrix is great, but um, you know, sometimes when I think of gin, I do want that crisp kind of uh, you know, juniper berry, uh, you know tart flavor that yeah. i think uh that i think is embodied in boodles so interesting um, okay yeah. fair enough fair enough it is so, so delicious so with the boodles and you mentioned the tart tasting so you've already thrown seersucker out there i'm kind of curious right. what you're going to be uh, pairing up with the boodles well a couple tonight and uh and and i think um uh, the this one is was a little more difficult for me because i i drink so much boodles that i, I could <laughs> i could really pair any tobacco you got a boodles with problem I, I might have a boodles issue <laughs> I, i'd actually you know if the boodles company needs uh some someone to market for them on the side i would be very much happy you would to, be the spokesman for boodles to, to do that this is I, the face of boodles I, i'm right very here. right <laughs> and shame right <laughs> this is what this is what boodles abuse looks like i can't even say boodles abuse <laughs> this is what boodles abuse looks like oh gosh um yeah so i am actually parenting uh, i'm excited about this mm. uh cornell and deals opening night hello um opening night is a delicious delicious tobacco this is a flight tobacco made by cornell and deal and um it it's one of those uh cornell and deal of course uh you know has like 850 different tobaccos and not quite that many that's an exaggeration but that's not very far off mm. and um and this is probably one of my favorites that they make uh, a delicious blend of red and bright virginia's pressed to perfection um, opening night is part of their uh, simply elegant series, which I think is kind of cool. But uh, the on the cover of it, you've got kind of this uh, old, uh, uh, you know, neat looking nineteen thirties, uh, you know, fancy car with a guy in his scarf and his top hat and his uh, like super top his hat. Uh, his beautiful damsel with her fur coat and all this kind of stuff. And uh, it's just a real um, yes. Yeah, so they went to go see a show, darling. Kind of it, was, a, it was marvelous. Yeah, we're going to sit opening night, and then we're going to drink boodles. Ah, get the boodles out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a really uh, clean, crisp tobacco uh, that has such a um, it's such a clean flavor, uh, and and I think that uh, pairs well with the boodles. The uh, the the opening night uh, doesn't have any flavoring. This is all just a real straight natural tobacco. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you smell it in the in the tin note, it certainly has that um, you know uh, kind of ketchupy smell that you might expect from Virginia's like this, almost a vinegar nature. Um, but when you smoke it, it's just a real crisp, clean, uh, but and and yet mellow uh kind of mellow hints on the towards the end uh virginia and i think um i, I think it pairs with the boodles nicely uh someone online uh said i quote they said it's sweet but not too sweet and it's spicy yet not too spicy and and i think that it really encompasses um what boodles is about too it's got it's got all the stuff but it's not too much of each one so you just it's kind of like the heinz 57 you know of wow. of um 
of uh, gin of, of of gin and and also of Virginia tobacco. So I this one there's is just all there's all right there. It earns that Virginia tobacco taste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least smell. <laughs> uh, you know. So you mentioned, of course, obviously, with being such a Boodles fan, like I, you know, do you practice what you preach? What do you mean? Well, I mean, I know that you enjoy your pipe quite right. a bit, uh, not just at, at work. Uh, when you're having the Boodles, do you do you reach for this one in particular? Yeah, opening night is a favorite of mine when drinking clear liquor. Okay. Yeah, I, I really do like that. And I think the gin obviously shines with it because it's just got that kind of crisp, uh, bright flavor to it. That's, okay. That's See, a lot of fun. This is why I wanted to ask you this. All right, yeah. so you mentioned, of course, with opening night having something of a, uh, a non, non-threatening is the wrong word, but kind of more of a neutral type of flavor to it. Yeah. Is I and and you know obviously this is this is the John David pairing. That's right. This is you know if, if result you, results may vary. Look, the acolytes out there who cosplay <laughs> every single episode is John David, you know, with their long hair wigs and their giant beards. This is and, ridiculous and, and terrifying. Uh, everybody who does that there's on a, a lot of really, there's a lot of really great therapists out there that can connect. They've them. got their Bing's favorite <laughs> pipe. Now they know what to go for while with their Bing's favorite pipe. It's the Boodles and the Cornell and Deal opening, opening night. night. That's right. And so, That's right. but but here's here's the question though. Um, obviously great pairing. But do you think the fact that that you are the one that like like this is your go to like you know what I mean like you every single day you smoke a wide variety that's right of various tobaccos a whole bunch from like all over <laughs> the spectrum that at the end of the day boodles and opening night baby yeah that's I, your I'm, I'm telling you you can't go wrong with the with the combination of the two all right I, I think I think with that uh, just see what it does to your palate if you if you happen to try it yourself I, regardless of uh, you know where what you tobacco spectrum you're on you know where on the spectrum of tobacco you're on uh, I certainly recommend you, you try boodles and and see what it fits in with I, I think a uh, a crisp Virginia is going to go really well with it and uh, opening night has enough complexity to to make it a good pair I, I just I realized something that that uh, that needs to happen uh, that it has nothing necessarily to do with pairing up tobacco and gin. If you are a fan of John David Cole, if you are a super fan, dress up as John David Cole with your Bing's favorite and and hold up your Boodles gin and and your uh, uh, opening night and I'm take, a, I'm take against, a selfie. I'm against all of this on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> use the hashtag Most Interesting Man in Pipe Tobacco. No, no. And uh, and I we, I, I want to see this because I know I know there's some of you out there that are already taking notes. That's I, ridiculous. I got to see that happen. That's ridiculous. I got to see it happen. I feel like we got like a, a window into the soul of John David Cole. You're the one wearing a hoodie. Let's make fun of you. No, man, we'll do that later. <laughs> we'll do so great pairings, man. Uh, I thought they were good. I, I was particularly proud of those. Yeah, I think um, I think both even the the Hendrix with the uh, kind of tart raspberry flavor uh it, it it pairs well with the uh the floral rose essence of the hendrix and uh and of course the boodles you know uh kind of where my heart's at there well great stuff man you know whenever we like to uh pair up pipe tobacco with anything uh you know there's there's kind of a goal of of providing and, and introducing a lot of oh is this something extra oh this is fever tree this is the uh, oh do we have a third one no no this is the oh, tonic okay. water i use oh, okay yeah. gotcha. and so uh I, I this is a really really good tonic water it's uh, a little more expensive than uh, you know, like uh, Canada Dry or you know something like that, but it's um, it's tasty. Fair enough, <clears throat> fair enough. Well, like I said, when uh, whenever you are sampling a lot of different tobaccos that you may hear about on Country Squire Radio, you're going to want to have a good pipe, a good toolkit pipe for testing out a lot of various pipe tobaccos, and know that you're going to have a clean smoke no matter what it is you're having. And that is why we recommend the good pipes from 
Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. Now, we actually have a pipe that you uh, you selected for this episode that is uh, sponsoring this particular episode. A, a favorite, I think I think probably my favorite Missouri Meerschaum pipe. That's right. And one of the best-selling ones out there, it's actually the Country Gentleman. The uh, Country Gentleman's been with Missouri Meerschaum for quite a long time. And uh, I, I think the thing that makes it stand out to me is it's, it's hefty size. It's got a nice kind of chunky bowl frame on it uh, with just a real... Um, a real elegant stem. The uh, stem shank proportion is about half and half. The stem's a little longer, and uh, it's just a nice, hefty pipe. And 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 the thing that makes it very distinctive, uh, along with some other uh, Missouri Meerschaums like it, are is the um, the black uh, stain that they've put kind of on the cob itself, and then sanded it off. So uh, just a real nice rustic kind of a uh, kind of black stain on there with the corn cob, and I think it goes really well with the uh, with the black uh, with the black stem. Yep. I, I like this pipe a it's whole a lot. It's a gorgeous one. It really yep. is. You get a nice, good bowl of tobacco in there. The Country right. Gentleman, again, from Missouri Meerschaum. Check it out. Hey, if you've got a Country Gentleman uh, and you have not done so already, smoke it out this week. Bring it out. Take a picture of it. Uh, we will retweet that out. We want to thank the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum for making this show happen. And we want to thank you guys for making them happen. Yes. We do make them happen. That's something like that. And they make us happen. That's something like that. That's right. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. I've got a pipe question of the week. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in this because uh, this was kind of a burning thing before we uh, got on air here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, uh, for those playing at home, uh, I, I am a little bit under the weather here. Um, I uh, Compared to last night, I'm doing better. Uh, but I am I am under the weather. That's why I have not been partaking in the, uh, the beverages. Although... Tonic is called tonic because it's tonic. Isn't tonic like medicine? No, it, 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 this is good for you. Like, right? yeah, it, you would get better if you drank more of this. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to push that, but that does kind of lead me to my question, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, all right, so if I'm sick or if somebody's sick, can I smoke my pipe? Should I poke, smoke my pipe? I know, I mean, I've seen a lot of different thoughts on this on, yeah. on Twitter and such. I mean, yeah. you know, over the history of the show, especially since... Uh, the history of show has included me having small children for the first time in my life. Right. Uh, I've gotten more sick than any other time in my life. <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of times whenever I get sick, two people tweet in because I'll mention like I don't smoke my pipe when I'm sick. And people are like, no, no, it's fine. Do it. But I want to hear from uh, from you, sir. From, is, is it okay for me to smoke my pipe while I'm sick? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a great question. And I, I'll, I'll tell you um, my answer. And a, a lot of my answer involves my own behavior over the past two weeks because I've been really, really sick. That's <laughs> right. I, I really have been, and I, I, I have had not, like that two weeks disease, man. I, I, it was it was bad. I was knocked out for quite a while. I mean, it, and it went from like you know sinus stuff to uh, you know coughing stuff, and then I had uh, you know some uh, nausea, vertigo symptoms like dizziness, just all that? kinds of all over the headaches. It was terrible, um, you know. And I, I think for me, I, I didn't smoke my pipe a lot. Okay, and and the reason there. Uh, is is twofold. Certainly, you know when you're when you're sick, you want to get better as quickly as possible. And and, and so I, I I certainly have to. I run a small business, and you know if I'm not here, then That's that right. you know you it's kind of one of those things where you you eat what you kill. You know if if uh, if you're not paying the bills, no one else is. And so it you know you've got to go. Anybody who's ever it. worked so, retail knows, man, like that man, it's that's it's, brutal. When it's you're on sick. it's on you, buddy. Yeah. So so yeah. To be honest, over the past few weeks, I have not smoked my pipe as much, and and. and and some of that is because I wanted to get well soon. You know, I, I just didn't want to put anything extra in the old system here to to throw at any curveballs. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's just get through this and and do it. But but to be honest, 
you know, the, the main reason I didn't smoke my pipe as much, and I smoked it a few times, but um, I couldn't enjoy it. I, it's hard for me to enjoy the pipe when I can't really taste anything mm. and, and or when my taste is, is skewed or right. marred yeah. by a sickness. You know what I mean? And so, you know, for me, the, the pipe smoking is, you know, we talk about it not being particularly addictive, certainly from a, you know, a, you know, any kind of chemical standpoint or anything. Obviously, it does have nicotine. And so we we do discuss that. But, um, you know, the, the main addictions about pipe smoking are going to be the ritual of it mm. and, and 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 also just kind of the the comfort of it, the the flavor and the uh, relaxation that you get from it and things like that. And 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 the comfort relaxation piece of this it was just totally lost on me when i have any kind of sinus stuff so you know if i'm if i ever have like a you know something where i've just got a lot of drainage or you know any that kind of stuff we're talking about gross you know sickness stuff here but like but but it's true if i ever have that kind of stuff going on I'm just not going to enjoy my pipe. It's the same way I can't enjoy good food. You know, I don't. I, if if you want to take me out for a for a nice uh, steak dinner or something, uh, please let's wait until after I get sick so right. I can so I can enjoy the the taste <laughs> and the flavor of it. You know, I, I don't even enjoy uh, you know drinking a glass of wine or anything right. during during a sickness just because it's just it just tastes everything just tastes awful. You know, and so uh, so much of the the flavor is the part of. Uh, smoking a pipe for me and so i i um you know i I just wasn't compelled to because i knew i wouldn't enjoy it yeah that's good so i you know is the pipe uh gonna you know make you worse off or keep you from getting well i don't know i mean you know for me i i didn't know exactly what was going on so you know i chose to kind of abstain a little more but most people will power through and will continue to you know enjoy their pipe or you know maybe maybe not as often but you know a, a couple times a week or something like that uh for me the main thing is i just can't enjoy you know the 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 taste of the tobacco the way i'm used to tasting it and and that's a deal breaker for me if i can't taste it then there's no point in me smoking exactly you know yeah yeah. it's it's like i don't you know i don't have i don't that's you know i i I smoke my pipe for different reasons than just you know to do it It, i'm I'm not going to do it if i don't enjoy it kind of thing so um so that that was my uh kind of thing we've got some folks you know if they've got you know, the flu and they're, you know, bundled up looking like mummy or something sitting on the couch with a thermometer sticking out of their mouth, they will still smoke their pipe, you know, and I, and that's great. I'm just, uh, I'm just not one of those people. And I think most people that don't, uh, that where sickness like that does kind of affect their taste, uh, you know, are, are going to tend in most cases anyway, to, to shy away from the pipe. Well, fair enough. Yeah, that's that's about how I am. So that's good. That's a good confirmation. Yeah. I got to say... Uh, Be affirmed. Earlier today, uh, <laughs> Breyer, who I've referenced on the show before, uh, actually suggested that perhaps based on my illness, instead of doing uh, gin, and pipe tobacco, but gin and pipe tobacco pairing, we should do a uh, NyQuil and DayQuil pipe tobacco pairing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. you know, a, a NyQuil and DayQuil uh, pairing. Yeah, that's that's pretty solid. We By could... taking NyQuil each night and DayQuil each day. You'll get addicted to NyQuil each night and DayQuil each day. <laughs> NyQuil and DayQuil, non-sponsors of the show. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> we have no affiliation with them at all. I have consumed a lot of their products. I will be honest there. But, no, fair enough. Um, yep. Well, hey, we got uh, we got uh, a great avenue to ask your pipe questions, and that's by sending them into the show. CSR at Potisteri is where you could do that. You can also do it on Facebook and otherwise. But again, that is CSR at Potisteri.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the, the squire. squire. 
Quick fire questions. All right, man. Are you ready for some quick fire questions? Yeah, man. Bring it. All right. I'm looking forward to this, except for the fact that there are some food ones, and I'm not in a food thinking mood. So we'll see how this goes. That's what I'm saying. It's terrible when you're just not. You know, you're sick. You don't want to smoke anything. You don't want. You don't want to drink anything. You're not hungry. You just just, things just don't have any flavor. Uh, Yeah, this is kind of how it is. All right. This comes in from uh, the Subcon, uh, uh, loyal uh, CSR listeners. Subcon, who uh, of course wrote this in on thispipelife.com. We'll talk about them in just a second. Uh, are you ready? Yep. Egg or burger? Oh, I'm sorry. Egg on a burger or no? So does do I prefer a burger with an egg on it or not? Exactly. I'm going to say no, but... Have you had that? Yes. Oh. But there is a time and a place, and when there's when you're in that time and place, the egg on the burger is is just exquisite. There's, there is a time and the place. It's called breakfast, and it's called sausage, egg, and biscuit. That's, have you that's never had an egg on a hamburger? You know, I've seen this before. I've seen this. I've heard about this. Yeah. I, I have, I've not actually ever, uh, ever, I don't think I've ever had one. There, yeah. It's fine, dude. And if they if they make the uh, egg just a little over easy, you know, you can yeah. kind of pick at it a little bit, and it'll just drizzle over the top of that burger. I like my eggs over medium. Delicious. I, You know, uh... <laughs> I can see the appeal. It's, it's good, man. It's really you ought to try something. What do they've got? They've got that at uh, they've got that at uh, uh, Finian's, don't they? Uh, yeah, sure do. They'll throw eggs on sure anything do. at Finian's. Yep. All right, fair enough. Uh, bacon or fat back? Fat back? No, I'm, I can't go with fat back. I have to go with bacon. I look, I, you know, if it's, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, fat back. That's the kind of stuff that it. It's like. It's like bacon just taken to the inappropriate extreme. Right. I, I I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable with it. I have to go with bacon. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, I mean, Fatback has its place in terms of like grease in a skillet. You know what I mean? But that's about it. That's about it. I had, at a local restaurant here. I had a um, I had a corn dog that was, and it was a presented as kind of a, a cool delicacy. You know, they had a they had a corn dog filled with pork belly. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the most foul, wretched thing I've ever eaten. And and, and like I yeah I, I think part of it was that you know the the corn dog did not allow the pork belly in the inside to kind of cook the way pork belly is meant to cook. But but still, it's just pork belly. You know, it's like you, you just just give me the bacon. You know, it's <laughs> right, some, right, right, right. I, I don't know. At some point, too much of a good thing is just it's just not good. That's right. Yeah. That is actually, actually <laughs> right. yeah. So bacon all the way. We are very by the way pro bacon on this podcast. We are. Uh, Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Uh, I I don't. I'm I'm not a Twitter guy. Yeah, I'm definitely a Twitter guy. You are. Um, I'm. I you know I, I feel like the limitation of 140 characters has like it 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 forces you to think about what it is you're putting out there. And so don't get me wrong. There's there's a lot of craziness on Twitter just as there is on Facebook. But I I don't know. There's something about that limitation that I think is actually a really good thing. Although yeah. you know they're about to change it and everything. And they are. They are. I, I think the, that's a terrible. The thing, idea. Uh, something that is very indicative of uh, Facebook's health to me is that they can't figure out a way to make money. And, you mean and Twitter? Twi- Twitter. That's right. Twitter. You know, Facebook mm-hmm. has figured out a way to make money, but Twitter has not. And and, and I think. Um, I, I don't know. I think within the next uh, five years, I, I think I think we could see the end of Twitter. I, I really do. Impossible. I really do. I'd say if something comes up and replaces it that makes money, then yes. <laughs> we need it. I guess if there was like a Twitter killer out there, that, that could be the case. <laughs> but uh, but now I'm, I'm, I'm a Twitter guy. I, I do like the, the Twitter hashtag. I like the Twitter. Um, MySpace or LiveJournal? What's a LiveJournal? That was a thing <laughs> back in the day. Like you remember Zanga? No. You don't remember Zanga? No. You remember Zanga, right? 
live studio audience know? I'm I, I the only one of this. Or maybe this was maybe this what, was what's a Zanga? My, at my college. Zanga was kind of like one of these uh, blogs. Like you know, you go in and okay. have kind of your your blog, and 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 it's basically it was kind of the pre Tumblr, and uh, Google had its its one as well, right? The Blogger, I think, was Google's. Blogging. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, it's all, it's all kind of the same deal. MySpace live journal. Now, MySpace today. Well, that's a question. Do you mean MySpace today or MySpace of yesterday? Well, MySpace doesn't still exist, does it? <coughs> it was acquired, purchased by Justin Timberlake, who redid no. the, Yeah. We redid it to be more of a, a music centric experience, kind of like a band camp. Uh, so it's very different from what it used to be. It's very beautiful. Like the UI is, is really great. But um, but nobody uses it, so that's that's the thing. I'm gonna pass on that. I used Zanga back in the day. And yeah, no I think one, I'm. I think between these two, I'm more of a live journal guy. Okay. I'm never gonna use MySpace. Did you did you ever <laughs> did you ever have like a like a blog in college or anything like that? I didn't. I never did. And I guess I, I guess Facebook is kind of. I remember when Facebook came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We uh. You know. All got it there at college and uh. Th- that that was in the time when of course you had to be in college to get Facebook. That's right. You remember that they yeah. actually uh, discriminated against. You know. You you had to have a uh, .edu address and that had to be affiliated with one of the universities that had its own network. And, and, they and, and eventually they kind of opened it up to everyone. Yeah. Over, yeah. over the years, but uh, it's changed a lot. I'm telling you, man, it is, it's, it's wild to think about, but yeah, that happened while we were in, while we were in school. That's crazy. Uh, all right. Great. Quick fire questions. Actually the subconstant in a bunch of them. So we'll be uh, carving through those over the next few episodes. Really appreciate that. And he sent those in through the great forums at thispipelife.com. That's right. Now thispipelife.com, a great online community that if you're not a member of, you need to be, uh, when you sign up, use the code CSR to let them know you heard about them from this show. It helps support the show when you do, but it's a great community. Uh, the, uh, the forums in particular is it's, 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 kind of what, what I like the most about it in terms of just kind of scrolling through and seeing things. You know, we've actually got a lot of Country Squire Radio listeners who are uh, are on this pipelife.com. That's right. And so like, I'll see I'll see uh, something like Pappy Joe asking some questions about like coffee connoisseurs. I'm like, I never knew Pappy Joe was a coffee guy. He was a coffee guy. I know. That's well, really interesting stuff. There's a lot of good resources on it, but it gives you an opportunity to interact with uh, pipe smokers from around the world and, and get you know, ideas of, you know, kind of what else they're into. You know, they might, you know, if someone has a similar pipe taste for you, they might have a similar coffee taste to you or whatever. And so, uh, you know, you've got people just talking about real life stuff on uh, this pipe life. And I, I think it's a uh, I think it's a fun, fun thing to be a part of a great community. Of course, we encourage you to sign up. And and if you do use the code CSR, it, uh, it helps the show and uh, it helps support a great community. You know, I mentioned it last week. I want to mention it again, but they were very kind. They actually had a fireside chat interview uh, with the two of us about Country Squire, uh, Country Squire Radio, and just kind of the the industry as a whole, as well as kind of the online community as well. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, I know I shared out the link, but you do need to be a member in order to read it. So thispipelife.com, check that out. Big thanks to those guys for supporting the show, as well as uh, giving us a chance to sit down and talk a little bit about the uh, the show and just the community overall. Yeah. It's great. And how we got here. Yeah. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback this week. Uh, we got a, uh, an actually, this is kind of a question that came in and it actually has a bit of a, uh, show and tell aspect of it. So why don't you read that one? I'll pull yeah. up the, uh, the picture that goes with it. Sure. This is from, uh, Clay Duvo uh, on Facebook. He says, Hey guys, recently I've gotten into smoking pipes and tobacco. I have a Missouri Meerschaum that I've been smoking on the evenings and after putting the kids down for bed and it has been so relaxing. 
I just ordered my first Briarwood pipe, and I can't wait. A few months ago, my grandma passed away, and while cleaning out her basement, my dad found this pipe holder and collection of pipes with a really old loose tobacco in it. My dad gave it to me. I had never met him because he died before I was born. I'm assuming he's talking about his grandfather. Uh, but I did know he smoked pipes. Uh, this is really cool, I thought. I Could you possibly tell me anything about these things? They are, at the very least, 45 years old and maybe more. And then there's one of me enjoying my corn cob pipe last week. Uh, he's talking about the photos <laughs> right, he sent right. in that we'll uh, talk about here momentarily. Uh, thanks for your help, guys. Love you. Love the show, by the way. I've listened to tons of episodes over the past two weeks. That is from Clay. Clay, thanks so much, man. That's that's awesome, dude. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, let me kind of describe this uh, for for the listeners. Of course, this is a uh, it's it's a pipe holder with kind of a three pipe on either side with a box in the middle for your actual tobacco. Yeah, yeah, real um, nice, beautiful mm-hmm. looking thing. The pipes themselves. There's actually one of them that is, and I'm sorry, it's a toilet. Oh, it it's a, one of those old toilet pipes. It's a toilet with the seat up. Yeah, we've got one of those in our little uh, really? in our little museum section. Yeah, it's in the bow. I'll show it to you. Was this yeah. a thing? Yeah, no, it was a kind of a gag thing. But <laughs> okay. yeah, but yeah, it, it was a thing. It was you know something fun that people collected. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah. from from the imagery, just you know, real quick, does anything stand out to you? No, I, I'd probably have to take a closer look at the pipes. To be honest, they, uh, you know, it, there's honestly no telling what what is there but um you know the uh those tobacco humidors like that that had the pipe stands oh. on the side are just really nice and you don't see a lot of that kind of thing anymore certainly uh there's nothing new on the market like that you won't be able to go to a retailer and buy uh that kind of pipe stand with with built-in tobacco humidor new you just can't that, that those things aren't just are not manufactured anymore. why is that so, it seems like such a, um, a practical well you know you do have plenty of pipe furniture that are that are made now uh lots of stuff like that are that are made but you know those things that have like uh the humidor in the middle with you know pipes around it and stuff that's just not that's just not a real common thing anymore huh. i have seen round ones maybe that are on kind of a uh carousel looking thing that can kind of turn uh but the square one uh with the with the square humidor and three pipes on either side or any variety like that i um i just haven't seen anything like that in years and so gotcha. um yeah it's a it's a beautiful piece hang on to it man particularly if that belong you know belong to your grandfather that's a that's a real keepsake and i know um i, I know that'll be special for years to come we also got an itunes review in from industrial punk who says outstanding in a small field. Uh, no, not like an afternoon among the corn. <laughs> there aren't many uh, podcasts developed to pipes, but this is the best. I love hearing takes on pipes, pipe culture, and whatever other topics the con- conversations lead to. Keep up the great work. And again, that is from Industrial Punk on iTunes. Man, thank you so much for that uh, that iTunes review. Hey, if you haven't done so already, uh, head over to iTunes and write us a review. You could be our first iTunes review of November because I don't think we've actually gotten any in from Ooh. November. So uh, now is the time. Get yours in first if you want a chance to be our November, <laughs> our first November <laughs> iTunes review. November featured Pipe Tunes. Pi- pipe pi- Tunes? Pipe iTunes of the month. Pipe Man. Tunes. Hang on now. That might be a new segment. We're on to right something there. here. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a happy accident right there. <laughs> Bob Ross style. I love it. Uh, but yeah, uh, head over to iTunes Rice Review. We'd love getting those in. We also got some great, we've been getting some great tweets in uh, for this episode, including a question uh, by Eric, who asks, why do I look like Emperor Palpatine? 
<laughs> I, I think that's a great. You question. showed up late. You didn't get the explanation. That's uh, no. I'm uh, I'm a little under the weather, and my I've been on the couch all 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 morning. So um, yes, this is covering. You, you, you my, wear you wear the Emperor, Emperor Palpatine look well. It's I, a Jedi. I, I I think my favorite comment was uh, this looks like the Assassin's Creed version yes. of CSR. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who wrote that? One? Who wrote that? Uh, that was from. Um, let's see. Looks like. Uh, at the Mango Times. There looks you go, like the Mango Times. That's yep. what I'm talking about. Yeah. So uh, very, 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 uh, very good. Very good comment. Yeah. <laughs> you ever play Assassin's Creed? I haven't, but that was one of those games I always wanted to. You know, I just, I got out of consoles a, a, a little, well, all video games, I guess, a little before most of my friends did. And that was one of the games they kept playing that I just never got into. But, it's, um, it's, it's a cool yeah. concept, although it can be a little uh, woo craziness. Kind of like uh, the Country Squire Radio. Kind of like Country Squire Radio. Cool concept, but it can be a little crazy. Sometimes it's a little ridiculous. There you go. That's an iTunes review. We just wrote it for you. <laughs> you can keep up with us throughout the week. Uh, you've head over to CountrySquireRadio.com for all of our contact information, but you can, of course, uh, follow the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash CountrySquireRadio. Uh, you can like us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And of course, all this information and more can be found at Country Squire Radio. Dot com. I tell you, man, when you do something every single week for like years on end, it just flows, it just baby. Flows. It just flows. <laughs> but, if, but if you get it off, you're, you're, you're no. it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> every little piece has got to be, man, it's so funny. My uh, church, we uh, do the Nicene Creed every single week and I love it. I, I love the Nicene Creed. It's, it's awesome. If you aren't familiar with it, go Google it. Even if you don't agree with it, just read it because it's beautiful. But, um, but it, it, they, they came out with a, kind of a, a different uh, lyrical version, uh, something that is uh, just translated it a little differently. Mm. And and our whole congregation is kind of like stripping over ourselves during these, uh, during a few, a few pieces of it. It's just really funny, but it just shows you the, the repetition that comes every single time you say it, you know, uh, and, and we get that down. And man, uh, I just know after each time you say, I'm at the real Bo York, you're just going to point at me. <laughs> And I'm just gonna say I'm at the John at John David Cole. It's just like Red Robin. That's it. Yum. Yum. Oh, it was off. It was off. It wasn't there this time. That was a poor effort. It was yeah. there time. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Let's go have a night. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Thank you.